We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What'd you make of the news today? Josina Anderson, a lot of reports today. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, a little bit surprised, frankly, because, you know, I, I thought the staff was pretty pretty much intact, and they just whacked basically half of their offensive staff. That sounded um, very Sopranos-esque, the way that you put it. Well, that's what they say. They whack them. I know, but it sounded like I was just, I, I, I watched TikTok, a lot of TikTok, and I was just going through the the finale of Sopranos over again, and people like breaking it down and doing. Have you all seen the, the whole like every every episode? yeah every episode yeah? Okay. And at the time, I remember thinking, of course he died right there. Like that, that's why it went to to like to to blank. And then the the new theory on it is that it's not that it went blank because he died. It's because that was the ending of what they wanted you to see. Yeah, I mean, I always thought that there was going to be a movie after that. Wasn't there supposed to be a movie? And then he died. Like Gandolfini actually died in real life. I don't know. I know at one point they did some sort of reunion. And then remember, the children in the show ended up having different Super Bowl commercials. And it was like a rival Super Bowl commercial. Then they did one together as well. And then just a lot of people got really excited by that venture. And then it just went nowhere. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter. Great show, though. Great show. Actually, I, how, why I was talking about it is because I was referencing di- between different HBO shows. I referenced Game of Thrones last night uh, because I said this Brown season was like Game of Thrones, where for the first seven years it was awesome and people loved about it, loved it, and couldn't stop talking about it. And then the last season was so bad that it left such a sour taste in people's mouth that they don't talk about it the way they talk about Sopranos. They 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 just kind of pretend like the whole entire thing didn't exist if they even refer to it in a good way. And I'm worried that's where we're going to be with this Brown season. And now we're starting to get some of the casualties of that, and we're starting to get some of the uh, the ramifications of not living up to what you're supposed to do. And and we can't be surprised that something happened. Something's going to happen in Dallas after that blowout game over the weekend. Something's going to happen in Philadelphia after that blowout game over the weekend as well. And something's probably going to happen in Miami after that blowout game also. Like We can't be shocked that this happened, Dustin. These are the type of things that happen when you get blown out in playoff games. Yeah, I mean, things change. People want to make changes and... Maybe these changes were already in the works. We don't know about that. I mean, it, it seems reactionary to what happened in that game on Saturday when the offense was pretty much abysmal, uh, it, certainly in the second half. But I don't know. I mean, Keith brought this up the other day before the show, and I was 
sort of taken aback because I'm like, yeah, I mean, like Van Pelt, he doesn't call the plays, but he's a, he's an ex-quarterback. He's been around the league for a long time. He's a really good voice to have in the, in, in the, uh, the quarterback room, but he's gone. And so now where do we go? Uh, my opinion would be that Kevin Stefanski should find somebody, and maybe he already has somebody in mind, Sure. to be, to be fair, that he feels like he'd come in and run his offense or at least help him run his offense better than he has run it the last couple of years. Now, the other part of this is, does Kevin Stefanski now, five years in, say, okay, I've got a really good feel for this team. I think I've changed the culture to the point where I think we've got a winning culture. We've got a good roster. We've got you know good people running the show. Do I want to then find that person to hand the play calling off to? No and chance. I think that I, I don't think he necessarily wants to do that or, no or never has wanted to do that. But you also have to wonder if there's conversations behind the scene like a, you know, nudge, nudge. Like we're not firing you, obviously. That's not happening, but this is what's going well, to happen. We, you've got to make some changes here. I doubt it. Only because of what we've seen in Philadelphia. You know, in Philadelphia, what, what is happening in Philly, by the way? Well, right now, we don't know. He's probably going to lose his job, I would imagine. But uh, when he gave the the play calling duties to Shane Steichen, and then wasn't able to bring it back, Shane Steichen had Jalen Hurts playing to a point where Jalen Hurts got the massive contract. Shane Steichen then goes to Indianapolis, and then you fast forward, and all of a sudden, Philadelphia has a big problem with their offense. They got a big problem with their defense as well. Jonathan Gannon goes off to Arizona, and it all is crumbled. And yeah, I, you look at a situation like that, and you're like, well, well, all right, so you got to prove your worth. If, if you're going to be a head coach in this league and you're going to stay around, if you're going to be an offensive head coach, you got to be able to call the plays. You really do, especially at this point. I, I, I just don't see Stefanski letting go of it because this is what Stefanski thinks he's good at, though. It, it, generally, the reason why he got the job, Dustin, is because of the one year he had as the OC in Minnesota. He believes his play calling is superior. He believes his play calling is what he does best. Yeah. If you believe that's what you do best, why would you ever give that up? I mean, I don't see him giving it up. I don't either. Unless he's had a conversation with the front office and ownership, and they said, listen, here's the deal. Like, we really think you're doing a good job coaching this group. The, the team's really responding to you. However, I think you'd be better served being more of a CEO and a president, and running the show as opposed to actually being the guy who's staring at, at the Waffle House menu the entire game. Has he grown enough? Do you feel like he's grown enough to be able to like have that and be that guy? Because if, oh, if you had told me that two years ago, I would have disagreed. I think Stefanski, now five years in, well, this will be his fifth year, has grown a lot. And I think maybe early on, he was probably thinking, you know, listen, the only reason I got this job is because I'm a pretty good play caller. And that's what I'm going to hang my hat on. But I do think as you grow and evolve, you sort of, you get more comfortable in your own skin, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, right? And I think he's probably getting to that point. I, I'm not saying he's going to give up play calling, but I, I, I definitely think it's on the table. And if he finds somebody that he trusts, I don't think he would get rid of Van Pelt if he didn't have somebody in mind. Mm. Okay. Also, stop Mitchell, like, that, that dude, what did he do wrong? Well... The running backs that weren't named Nick Chubb. Was Jerome Ford awesome? Jerome Ford wasn't awesome. He's a fifth-round pick. I know. He was what you probably thought a fifth-round pick should be. But I, I, I listen, I, I don't know. Would you have gotten rid of Chad O'Shea instead? Is that what you're trying to say? 
No, 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 I'm not saying that. I wouldn't. Like, if you're going to have Red Wedding this whole entire thing, second Game of Thrones reference. I, I just don't understand. I mean, like, n- number, you get rid of your tight ends coach, too. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, yeah. And the tight ends were, like, as productive as they've ever been this year. And Joku had a really good year. But was that was that really the tight ends coach, or was that just because Njoku's well, a good Well, I don't player? know. I mean, Njoku finally had a good year. I'm going to give Njoku credit on this one. So it's just Njoku? Wow. I mean, I I think it's Njoku mixed with, I think Flacco was definitely different for him. than. Look, I, I, it's I, not I, like he was great the entire year. I'm not saying that I have any inside information. I certainly do, do not. Um, I'm not in that building anymore. So I do I, see I, what I, I do see what you're saying, though. I, I get the point. If you're if you're uh, I'm just, seven I'm, years I'm into somebody's career, what is I'm a little baffled by the fact that, like, these guys, like, Stump Mitchell around the league has one of the best reputations of any running back coach. Yeah. And yeah. he'll probably be hired in an instant. Like, do but think, don't you want a new do, lens, do you think, though? Do you think Nick Chubb's happy about that? I don't. He's probably upset by it. I would bet Njoku's probably upset by it. When Josina was on earlier today, uh, she kept talking about how the players were upset and she's the players she'd talked to and all that stuff. In my mind, and this is just me just making my own speculative, uh, just my own everything out of it, I was thinking she was talking about David Njoku. That was, that's where my mind instantly went. I was like, okay, Njoku's mad about this. Because Njoku did have the best season we've ever seen him have. And there's a, there's a, clear, there's a clear cut path to how I would think that, right? But... I listen. I this is tough. The whole thing is tough, but you got to change things up, don't you? You got to make this look a little bit different, don't you? It, we can't act like this offense was great. The defense was great this year. The offense, from the quarterback perspective, Dustin, they had the. I looked it up earlier. The Jets and the Patriots were the only worst passer rating from a team perspective. They had the thirtieth ranked passer rating in the entire NFL this year. They had the same passer rating as Bryce Young did and Taylor Heineke collectively as a team. I know you're like, oh, but Joe Flacco was awesome. Yeah, Joe Flacco was awesome. Passer rating also dings you for interceptions as well. And you got to think about the weight and everything attached to throwing a bunch of picks and having that part of the equation. Ultimately, for a season-long perspective, this offense wasn't great, all things considered. It was fine, and in some categories, when you're talking specifically about the quarterback, it was way worse than fine. You got to make moves. You got to make changes. And this is what that was about. I, I I don't begrudge these decisions. I don't know who made these decisions right now. I that, that I still haven't figured out, Dustin. And we'll ask people, 216474 to below 92, do you think this was Stefanski's call or do you feel like this one came from Haslam? Did it come from Deep Podesta? I don't know, but I, I co-sign it. I want a different lens. I want a different viewpoint for this offense because you're, you're going on five years now with Stefanski and we keep coming up with excuses year in, year out. I need him to actually give me results. I need him to give me something that I can I can tangibly look at and say, okay, great, this offense is one of the best ones in the league because this one last year was not that. Right. And I'll give him the pass. He had a lot of excuses. He's got a lot of reasons why that would be. When you throw five different quarterbacks out there, you get to make excuses for why it's the 30th-ranked quarterback group in passer rating. But I, I think people are walking around like the offense didn't have issues this year. People are walking around like the offense was good. The offense wasn't good. The offense didn't win you games. No, I mean, it, it did late, you know, when Flacco came in and threw for 300 for four straight games. I mean, that was pretty good. But early on, I mean, you were scoring 13, 17 points a game, winning games. Right. More games than not reminded me of what happened in that Bengals game in week one, where you win, what, 27, 28 to three? Defense did everything you needed to. Great. You put some points on the board. Some of those points were from defensive plays to begin with anyway, and the defense setting you up in good spots. Like, I just, the, the offense had to get better. And here's why it gives to fans a lot of credit is that he could have looked at this and said, I'm winning my second Coach of the Year award, pats himself on the back, says everything is all 
great. Sunshines and rainbows. This is fantastic. We are doing things great. Instead, he took an honest approach to this and an honest look and said, are we one of the best offenses in the NFL right now? That answer was no. We got to make some moves and changes. I'm not the change, but we got to make some moves and changes. And this is what these changes are. And here we are. And the question is, are you happy about these changes? Do you think these changes are going to be good for the team going forward uh, or no? Um, and also, I, I want to know from fans, do you want to see mm-hmm. Stefanski give up the play calling? Getting some tweets in here, Dustin, as always. Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends over there at Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. DC asking the question we're asking, do you think changes were Kevin's idea or did it come from ownership slash, slash management? I don't know. If you think that uh, if you think it was Kevin Stefanski's idea, I, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. We're not going to find out that information, though. Because they're going to, at some point, Andrew Barry will speak this week, and I would imagine everyone is going to be so lockstep in, we all think this way, we all act this way, this is what we wanted, and on and on it goes. We're not going to find that answer out. But would it surprise me if all of a sudden we got some report from like Charles Robinson or something that says, hey, Paul D. Podesta thought there needed to be a change, and this is why this happened? No, wouldn't surprise me at all. But it does make a difference to me, Dustin. I love the idea of it being Stefanski's decision instead of it being Haslam or Deep Podesta's decision. Um, I, I just wish it was Stefanski's decision. Yeah, I would feel so much better if that was the case. And I would, and I maybe would it congratulate is. him we, for we, it. We don't know whose decision this was, but mm-hmm. I mean, the point is, at the end of the day, like you just got rid of three of your offensive coaches who have been with you your entire time here. Um, and now, like, what, what happens? Where do we go from here? Well, he gets to go find new guys. That's the fun part. No, I get that. But, I mean, listen, Stefanski's probably going to be coach of the year. Yeah. Right? And he just canned a bunch of his guys on the staff, which always sucks to have to do. Yeah, I wouldn't be great at firing people. Would you be good at firing people? No. I would be awful at firing people. I don't know anyone that's good at it. Because the people that I worked with would would all be my friends. Yeah. Well, I know. You just bought Jax a pair of shoes today. It was very nice of you. Those were purchased last week. And they just arrived. It was nice. He's a happy kid. Yes, he's very nice. It's nice. He's like a little little teenager over here. Yeah. Uh, You're friends with everyone, though. I I, I get that. But I think if you're a boss, though, if you're management, you got to be a little bit more cold when it comes to that stuff, don't you? You have to be a little more callous. Probably so. Yes. You separate that a little bit. That's why I couldn't be a coach. I couldn't be head coach. I, I could not fire my best buddies. Well, that's the sad part, right? So I'm thinking about this a lot with like Jim Harbaugh. I'm like, oh, what, what kind of staff would Harbaugh assemble if he takes the Chargers job? These are all your handpicked guys. These are the guys that you love more than anyone, right? Yeah. And yeah, you, you sometimes it's but it's either them or you, right? So it, it's kind of like a it's just what you're tasked to do. And with Stefanski, I don't know. That's why I'm curious on this. I was it was it put that way where either you make all these moves, and if you don't want to make these moves, then you know, good night, Jim Kite. Well, or is it one of these but, situations but, but, where Stefanski was like, I get it. It's not working. We need to do Yeah, but here's different. the thing, though. Like, Stefanski's got so much clout. The guy is, like I said, most uh, likely most likely going to be coach of the year. If if the Browns canned him, like, he's getting a, a gig tomorrow. I think he's in a better spot than he was in, but I don't know that he's got say in Berea. How much say If he doesn't have say in Berea, that, that's, that's disappointing. He's never had say in Berea, though. And, and oh. it was done. He got the job on the idea that he was going to be a guy that didn't have much say in Berea. It was always going to be Deep Podesta. It was going to be Haslam. Yeah. It was going to be everybody that isn't him. And I think he's kind of, I think he's kind of fallen into that role. And I think he's done a nice job with that, like understanding. And this is what he does in, in press conferences all the time. He just defers to, well, that's an Andrew Berry decision. That's not my decision. 
And it's fine. That's cool. You can you can make that claim. At what point do you start getting some of the power? Is this when this is? I mean, let's not. I, before we make him like the, the coach of the decade, we do have to acknowledge that he's never actually been on the sideline to win a postseason game yet. We're walking around here. I like Stefanski. I defend Stefanski. But we're walking around and acting like Stefanski's Andy Reid. Stefanski's never in person won a playoff game. He's won one, I guess, to his record, if you want to put it that way, in the, in the entire time he's been here. I mean, it's not it's, – it's fantastic what he's been able to do, and he's overcome a bunch of circumstances. But this guy didn't take the Browns into a, a three-straight 12-win season, double-digit postseason wins every year. We still, got a, we still got a ways to go here. No, but he also had five quarterbacks this year. I mean, like, it wasn't the most ideal situation for any coach, uh, let alone a, a relatively new head coach in Stefanski to try and deal with this. So – I think he's, you know, sort of fought through the adversity and, and been resilient. The team has has found a way to, um, you know, they won 11 games this year. And, 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 yeah, the playoff loss was absolutely atrocious and it's unacceptable. But you're not getting rid of that guy. Who are you getting that's better? No, I'm not suggesting you are getting rid of him. I just don't think he's got the leverage that people think he does. I, I don't know that he is – if he made a case like, I want Alex Van Pelt to stay, and Paul DePodesta is like, I don't want Alex Van Pelt to stay, I don't think he wins that battle in Jimmy Haslam's eyes. I think the loyalty shown to, shown to DePodesta in this point, I think that would far outweigh a coach that at this point has only won one playoff game. And I think they know. I think they know that Stefanski's not leaving anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's built this up in his mind. You're going gonna to abandon it the moment that you built it up? Sure, you might get another gig somewhere else. You realistically going to go do that? You're not doing that. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Dan up next on the fan. What's up, Dan? Hey guys, you know this whole thing has got me confused, and I got a question for um, I guess each one of you. First of all, um, Nick, why do you like the changes? What what, Johnson, what makes Jonathan change in. for change? Fan? Dan Jonathan's in for Nick today. It's by not the way. Nick today. Oh Dan, I'm sorry, brother. I just got Dan? in the car. Dan, Dan's your name. Man, come on. Dan's my name. <laughs> You're Dan. He's You're Dan. He's Peter Lynn. I'm Dustin. Nice my to meet bad, you. My bad, brother. My bad, brother. That's okay, hey, brother. I've been, but anyway, brother. It, it, <laughs> it's, awesome. it's Dustin, you, you I mean, because you played. I, I've only watched football. <laughs> I played some in high school. But if the position coaches, I don't recall in the past saying, Wow, that position coach really made a difference. And that's the reason why this team has been successful, first of all. Second of all, um, how can you say to Stefanski, hey, buddy, you're coach of the year in spite of your position coaches? We're going to fire them all. You've got coach of the year in spite of those guys. So I, I guess it's just it's a change for change sake. I, I, it's, a, it's a really confusing time for this to happen that's all so i'll hand it back to you guys if you don't mind okay thank thank you dan i would do the brother thing but the last time i attempted that it didn't brother i can't do it the way you guys do i i, I don't know why i, I try to like just go rasping you. brother i'm not an impression guy you gotta know your strengths and weaknesses you you're you're good at it i'm not good at i'm it. not good at it i'm i'm like good at a couple like different like words that a couple people like say that's not a great impression impression your gruden was top notch I hate that you know Gruden went the way Gruden did because your Gruden was great. Oh, Gruden's coming back. Is he making a? Is he back like yeah, Jordan? Once he wins the lawsuit, he's gonna, he'll he'll be back in the league. All right, two one six four seven four to below ninety two. I listen. There's a lot that you could you could go off of that. I 
I, I don't know. Are, are we even making too much of a big deal about all this to begin with anyway because he's going to call his own plays and his own scheme? I, I, I got a couple tweets in on that, the idea that he's going he's gonna to be the play caller anyway. He's going to call his own plays that he wants anyway. He's calling his own plays. Anybody that he got in here, he's not going to give that type of latitude. I, I just I don't know. I really think they do a collaborative approach there. I think he listens to these guys. It's part of what I like about him mixing it up a little bit. I think you go four years. you Mix it up in a pot. <laughs> you know that was in my brain. That's why I said it. Um, I, I think you go four years, and although it's what he's supposed to be great at, I think you can turn around and acknowledge that the offenses have not been top 10 in the league. They haven't been up in that upper echelon, so you got to maybe get somebody newer. You can get somebody younger. Let somebody else give it a go. But who's that guy? Uh, that's the tough part. Like I, I saw Daryl earlier today. Daryl was tweeting out a couple names, and he was trying to relate it to Deshaun Watson. And he was throwing out Tim Kelly, the Titans OC, Carl Smith, the Seahawks uh, associate head coach, who was the Texans OC from 2019 to 2021. I don't think you go that route. I, I, I don't know if you have to just skew younger to skew younger. But I thought Lima had a couple good uh, stats out there earlier today about the pre-snap motion. We were second to last in the league in pre-snap motion. Watch these games the way you do, Dustin. Everyone's Dude, pre-snap everything. Watch the Rams. Every single thing they do is based off, like, it gives the quarterback information. Right. How are we behind on that? It's like the easiest thing to do. Is it because our offensive coordinator is 50 years old and previously worked with Aaron Rodgers, who is not really the king of any of that? Potentially. I don't know. So maybe that's part of what this is, though. You know, maybe he's like, hey, I I'm, I missed something here. That I, I We went a whole season where every, all the whole entire league that was having offensive success was doing this, and we weren't doing this. How did we miss this? Where was the blind spot here? And then they got to figure it out from there. 216474 to below 92. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Lenny up next. What's up, Lenny? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, no, I think it came from the top. I think uh, they saw how many rushing attempts they had the last five, six games. Stravansky's allergic to the rush, and he said, but, but it wasn't me. It, it, it was Stump. And they said, well, how did you just figure out Njoku's the biggest guy in the field when Flacco came around? He goes, well, it wasn't me. It was a tight end guy. So he's a weasel, and I think they're going to have to start running the ball more, especially when it gets cold weather like this. So just winging it all over the place 50 attempts. And that's what I think happened. All right. Thank you, Lenny. I appreciate you. I, I Listen, when you had Flacco in there, nobody hated the plan. You threw for 400 yards, but four straight games. No one hated – or 300 yards, excuse me. Nobody hated the plan when it was working and you were moving the ball and you seemed like the offense had a pulse. Why it didn't work with Flacco completely was because of the interceptions. Obviously, though, it wasn't enough to keep anybody's job except for Kevin Stefanski. 216-474-0092. Josina Anderson, you can use the Odyssey Rewind function. Go back and listen to that. The whole entire interview for complete context. We had it earlier today on Ken and Anthony's show. This is Josina who broke the news earlier this morning. Here we go. I don't know if Kevin Stefanski was directed to make any change. It's uh, too early for that. I haven't been able to dig deeper than just the stuff that I have so far. But definitely, like, just per my tweet, I've gotten the indication that head coach Kevin Stefanski just wanted to, you know, change course, go into a different direction, didn't really go into too much detail as to why that was, except, you know, thanking, you know, them for their, you know, time and things like that. And it was, you know, pretty abrupt, actually as far as, you know, my understanding. So, you know, these things happen, you know, during carousel season. It's, you know, unfortunate. But I do think that given what the organization and the team was able to weather, when you look at the production underneath, I mean, it's what, it's still like 32 wins in four years with some of these coaches. Obviously, at times it took, I would say, the staff and personnel times to gel because you guys have gone through so many quarterback stuff, the Baker years. And, I mean, there's just been, there's been a lot of things. The organization was standing, just getting past so many of the lean years and finally rolling to where it's not expected, you know, the Browns are going to, you know, very minimal wins and to kind of be in that dawn and to be in that time and have this happen is, is, is very strange uh, to say the least. All right, Josina Anderson right there. We're asking you, 216-474 to below 92. Do you think this decision was Stefanski's call, or do you think it came from higher up? Whether that's Deep Podesta, whether that's Jimmy Haslam, I don't think I'm open to the idea of it being deep pedestal. I really don't think it was Haslam meddling. just feel like Haslam in the past couple of years has taken a little bit of a step back. He's interested in the Bucks. He's interested in the crew. I know he's interested in what happens with the Browns. I just don't think this is the time where he stepped in and said, you need to fire your entire offensive staff. I want to give Stefanski the benefit of the doubt, Dustin, though, and give him the idea that it was Stefanski's call, and he just wants, he wants a new look. Let's be honest about it. You go four years in anything, Sometimes it's just nice to give yourself a new look, give yourself identity, give Deshaun Watson a new look as well. And I I don't know, I'll ask you this, how much of this do you think is Deshaun Watson sitting there and saying, maybe we need somebody else in here if we're going to make uh, make this look a little bit different as well? I mean, there's, there's all sorts of different areas here. But I think this would be a big change in the ideology around the Browns thinking if it is Stefanski's call. I, I want this for him to be his call. I'm just not so sure that it is. I, I've graduated Stefanski from being everyone's puppet in Berea. So they're not like, maybe he's got a voice of his own. Maybe he's making some of his own decisions. I just don't know about this one quite yet. I don't. I, I wish I could say it was true. I hope it's true, mainly because I want Stefanski to be the guy that would win his second coach of the year award, look back and say, yeah, we did that, but I'm supposed to be a great offensive mind, 
and we had the 30th ranked passer rating for quarterback uh, quarterback passer rating for team rating this year, and I we need to be better than that. I, I would hope he'd look around and say, our offense as a whole didn't produce well enough. We've got to find a way to get that better. It starts with me. Let's get this thing done. I just don't know that that's true. And based off of the history we have with Haslam, with D Podesta, in how patient they've been. You know, we always give, Dustin, we always give Jimmy Haslam a bunch of flack for maybe not being the most patient human in the world. When it comes to Stefanski, all he's ever been is patient. It would make more sense if it came from Haslam, if it came from D Podesta, than it was Stefanski saying we need to clean house. But I, I hope for Stefanski's case, he was behind these moves because it would show me that he's not just settling for what yeah. this offense was. Agreed. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Cool Ray, up next on the fan. What's up, Cool Ray? Hey, what's up, Dustin? What's up, man? This is a long time on the card. This show, man. I love you guys. Love you too, buddy. So, I'm just I'm hearing everybody. You know, I've I've made my feelings known. So, I'm hearing everybody talk, but they blaming everybody about the offense. But the person to call in the offensive plays is the person that y'all not blaming. Like I'm not, I don't really understand how we get that. And I, and for the Haslands, I get they're being patient, but sometimes you stand fast when you've known you got a proven commodity. When the Browns are being compared to like Dallas and moves that Dallas may make and moves that Philly may make, like we understand injuries happen, and it, it and just like good coaches, they find a way to keep winning. That offense was embarrassing. And I'm not talking about to the city of Cleveland or to the fans. I'm, about, I'm talking about to the players. I'm talking about to anybody who bleed brown and orange. Like, we're a family. That's how real Browns fans, we're a family. Just like, Dustin, you can relate to this. O-State fans, they're more than fans. They feel like they're family. So we should be able to have open co- co- communication. This guy fired everybody because his offense looked like trash, but he's the one calling the offense. So I'm just, he did that move. Why? Because here in Cleveland, we make more excuses for certain people. We're making excuses. Oh, he had five quarterbacks. But yet you played the playoff. Nick Chubb was down. We didn't have a running game. So you didn't have seven weeks to figure, seven, 16 weeks to 15 weeks to make a running game to fit the running backs that you got. We make excuses. No more excuses. He's on his fifth year. We haven't seen anything. The defense carried us, Dustin. You know this. You're a decent. You're a defensive guy. Yeah. The defense carried us and won four games, and then the referees gave us two games. So this is reality. This is not about hater or or not liking Stefanski. I don't like him. I don't like him, and I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's a good head coach. I don't. I see that because we've had a lot of bad coaches, and he remind me of the same coaches that we've had. We've got plenty of talent, and I've said this before. Cool, Ray, I I get you, and I think there's a part that – and I appreciate you, man, as always. I think there's a part, uh, Dustin, that I'm fascinated by in that – and I was saying this all throughout the season. I genuinely think the way that this year has gone has been very confusing to Kevin Stefanski when he lays his head down at night, like when he thinks about it. Because for years, all everyone – anyone wanted to do was tell you how bad of a coach he was, but his offense wasn't the problem. His offense was fine. You know, the Jacoby Brissett year – his offense was actually really good through a lot of parts of that season. It was Joe Woods vomiting all over his shoes that was the problem. It was the defense that was bad. And then this year, it it flip-flops, and all of a sudden, the offense is having its problems because you had a lot of quarterback injuries, and rightfully so, but the defense then looks great, and he's got to be as confused as ever. He's like, wait, I'm finally not doing the job that I was supposed to be doing. You hired me to be an offensive guy. I'm finally not doing the job you hired me to do. 
and you love me more than you've ever loved me? How does it add up? Make it math. Make it make sense. And it just doesn't. And I, I think it's got to confuse the hell out of Stefanski at times. But Stefanski understands. And this is what I like about this move. Stefanski knows he's got to be better. And the offense has to be better as well. And so he's making the appropriate adjustments. If the, if the defense had done nothing, you would make these same moves, Dustin. You'd have to make these moves. It's the only chance you have moving forward. Because four years with the same guys, it, hasn't been, it wasn't good enough this year. Not offensively. 216-474 to below 92. It's got to blow Stefanski's mind when he listens to people uh, you know, talk about what a great, actual, legitimate head coach he is because of all the reasons outside of the offense when he got the gig because he was so good offensively. And he was so good with play calling. And he was so good at that part of the game. It's weird. It's got to be very weird. It'd be like if you gave me a radio show. You're like, Jonathan, your ins and outs are awesome. You're fantastic at going to break. We love you. And then you fast forward four years and it's like, Oh, turns out you can't go to break at all, but we actually like the things in the middle better. It's like, wait, huh? I thought you liked me for one reason, not another reason. It's weird. It's backwards. That's where Stefanski is currently. That's funny. 216-474-0092. Bill up next on The Fan. What's up, Bill? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Bill. Uh, you hit the, you kind of hit my point there. So last year with Brissette, we looked pretty good on offense. Watson comes in, kind of staggers. Watson starts this year. He has two good games. Kind of the old school NFL that you're talking about, Scott Van Pelt. He looks fantastic. Alex, Alex. Every... Scott's not Alex, doing anything. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm thinking just, of the other day. He's just hosting Sports Center at night. Yeah, the uh, Flacco comes in, lights it up in that old school train of thinking of throwing the ball. He's gone. Brissett's gone. The quarterbacks we have have not looked well underneath whatever Van Pelt is putting out there. <laughs> if that is Stefanski's call whether he's calling the plays or not, this is where everybody, myself included, we don't know exactly what the offensive coordinator does because we've never played versus the person calling the plays. So if Stefanski wants somebody with a fresher mindset to make Deshaun Watson look like we hope he can look, then at the end of the day, does it affect the way we sleep at night? No, but it'll affect the way they sleep at night. Yeah, and I do wonder, and thank you, Bill, I appreciate you. You're like, you're like, what kind of impact does he have if he doesn't actually call the plays? I'm thinking about what happens in Kansas City, right? Where uh, Eric Bieniemy for years, Eric Bieniemy wasn't calling the plays, but he was there with Andy Reid, and he is, you know, they're putting up the game plans together. They're figuring it out. Andy Reid once took a play from a, a custodian in Green Bay. Like, he'll take plays I, from I anybody. I just don't understand why you would have an OC if the guy's not going to call plays. And I also wonder what sort of coach would take that job? Well, that's so that's a great question. Like, when Alex Van Pelt took the gig, did Alex Van Pelt sign up for this? Did he know that it was long-term, he was never going to be a guy that gets to call plays, and he was a basically he was basically just going to be whatever whatever you think of an offensive coordinator that doesn't call plays, which is, I know Callahan in, in Cincinnati doesn't call plays, Zach Taylor does, and he's got all sorts of head coaching opportunities, and he's coached, head coaching job interviews for like four different teams, but that's the exception, not the rule, right? Very rarely do you it's, get promoted it's sort of up It's insulting that. to Van Pelt because like the guy was selfless to take the job. He's done a good job. Um, I, I, I know the guy. I've known him for a long time. I knew him since he was in Buffalo. He was, he was a quarterback's coach when I was in Buffalo with the Bills. Uh, I've known him since he was with the Bengals. Like The guy is a brilliant mind, and he took the job knowing he wasn't going to get to call plays, and now he got canned. For what? You know, and I was thinking about that as well. I wonder if this was more... Van Pelt saying, let me free, than it was the Browns letting him free. Because what are the Browns really doing for him? You brought it up right there. Like, really, what are the Browns doing for Van Pelt? 
He he is stuck in the same position to the end of time if he stays with the Browns moving forward. He's not getting promoted up. It, there's it, Stefanski's never going to let the play calls go. It's not going to happen. So like, what do you do? You're not getting any head coaching opportunities or looks. As far as we know, no team has sought after Alex Van Pelt in the time that he's been in Cleveland. It kind of feels like this might be a blessing for Alex Van Pelt. Yeah, I mean, Van Pelt can call plays. Sure. He's called plays before. I I think he came here with the idea that Stefanski was going to get exhausted enough and one day hand over the plays, and it just never happened. 216-474-0092. Drake up next on The Fan. What's up, Drake? How are you doing? Good show today. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling me on yourself. I'm just wondering why everybody is so up in arms. Like, they always say that the Browns will never do what they need to do to be great. But when they do it, you criticize them every step of the way. You said they needed to make changes last year. They made changes. They had a great season. Now they feel like in order to go to the next level, they need someone else or some fresher ideas or some other part of the scheme or somebody to add on to the scheme or something just to be, you know, what, what they feel like they're full, to realize their full potential, in other words. So I'm, I'm kind of lost at why this fan base just, I'm someone, if, if they said that somebody threw a straw out of Berea, they'd be calling up saying, like, oh, well, who did that? That was my favorite straw. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 no, that, that, I like that. It just don't make sense. This fan base is ridiculous, man. It is. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Thank you, Drake. Thanks for making it. I, I don't know that fans are that upset. I'm not really that upset. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, we're confused is all it is because we don't know who made the call. We don't know. I, I, I just threw out the idea maybe Alex Van Pelt didn't want to be with the Browns. Like, I mean, these are things that we're still kind of balancing up in the air. We don't, we don't really know because no one's told us anything because the Browns don't speak that way. Maybe we'll find out with uh, Andrew Barry on Thursday, Friday, whenever he speaks this week. I doubt it. We don't really know. I don't know who made the call. Is it Stefanski? Is it Deep Podesta? Is it Haslam? I don't know. What I do know is that I like the idea of change. I like the idea of getting us a different offensive look, getting us a different, fresh perspective for uh, for Kevin Stefanski because he does he does use these guys in getting together the game plan. They do sit down and they get the plays together, and I don't know. A nice look would be good. Coach Harris up next. What's up, Coach Harris? What's going on? What's up, man? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. First of all, I think we, Cleveland in general made way too much out of what ended up happening. Yes, we made the playoffs. But they were already ready to move on from Deshaun Watson because of Joe Flacco's play. And when you look at it, we didn't play anybody in them last several games of what Joe Flacco stepped in. He stepped into an easier situation. He came into the Rams, lost that game. He played good, but lost that game. Then we played three playoff te- well, three non-playoff teams, even though one made the playoffs, but you didn't have uh, C.J. Stroud. So it's a whole different ball game. We played lesser opponents, and we was ready to praise this man, and we forgot that we should remember who Joe Flacco is. And when the pressure was on and, his, and everybody thought something of us, it's easy to beat people. When I'm an ex-wrestler, I play football, I train athletes here in Cleveland. Yeah. I, I, it's easy to beat somebody when you ain't got a name. But when you got a name and people expect something from you, can you still be consistent? And he was not able to be the guy who he was being against no-name teams or playoff teams with their, without their starting quarterback. But when that starting quarterback came back, he couldn't keep up with the fire. And we can't blame defense totally because they did get a stop. And they got to stop when it matters to stop the bleeding. And what did he end up doing? Through the pick he six. ended up going ahead and throwing two pick sixes. And so I think we got to calm down. If we need fresher ideas, because Deshaun Watson wasn't playing like he could, so if we need fresher ideas, fine, use that, and then let's get something going. And if, 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 if Stefanski can't get it going this year, then it's time to go. But, All right. But that, at the yeah, end of the day, yeah. we missed some good pieces. 
All right. Thank you, Coach Harris. I appreciate you, man, as always. It's interesting, the short leash, it sounds like, from a lot of fans for Stefanski. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 